Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 196 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and we've got a two-parter for you here, and it's a hell of a two-parter. It is an emotional one, so strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. Ye gads, yeah. This is going to get intense for everyone, so let's all try and be cool about it. The reason for this podcast is it's the one-year anniversary of the Hardcore Listing podcast, which is on the network, and I hit the boys up, because they started on the Drunk Cast. Obviously, the Drunk Cast was me, Chris and Stu, and we've eased off on the Drunk Cast, because I've got so many guests lined up at the moment. Like, you wouldn't believe I'm I'm recorded almost until June. I've got, like, two or three I'm squeezing in, but and they're just the most amazing guests, as you would have seen from last week's insanely inspiring episode with... Uh, Patricia Kalouz from Black Lives Matter. I've had some great chats online with people about that because people have tried to debate me. And I I said when I posted it, I'm happy to debate any of it if you've listened to the podcast and all the people who wanted to argue hadn't listened to the podcast, so I wouldn't debate them and I just kind of trolled them and pissed them off. And they're like, why have you had Black Lives Matters on? They support murder <laughs> and stuff like that and i was like have you listened i'm not listening well i'm not gonna have the discussion i'm fine to have a discussion if you've listened you will have heard how misinterpreted they are how um inaccurate a lot of the reports are and just a lot of the the, the movements and, and changes that, that they've gone through it's an amazing episode another amazing episodes uh still everyone is listening to the the mother's that episode i'm still i'm getting messages almost every day about new people listen to that that was me talking to my mum about her mum um and the rook bregman one is the other one that is seems to be a long lasting i'm getting a lot of messages about still so yeah it's cool but today's podcast as said it's the hardcore listing lads and what we decided to do was an episode of hardcore listing on distraction pieces and the way hardcore listing works is the guest in this case me picks a topic to do a top five of so i chose to do my top five songs that make you cry and they chose their top fives as well we had to make it a two-parter i was on the gin because gin is you know mother's ruin it's a bit of a teary booze so i was on the gin Stu was on the gin chris wasn't drinking and chris was kind of convinced that he wasn't going to get particularly teary i said from the start in planning these i've been welling up and crying so we've split it into two parts by the end of part one we're already starting to get teary part two is essentially just us bawling our eyes out um but i really enjoyed it because i think it's important i don't think there's anything wrong with crying i don't think there should be any macho nonsense about any of this stuff we the reasons we have for our emotions and tears are genuine and yeah it's a it's a it's an episode i really enjoyed and um i'll let you you get into it after i've said that we're brought to you as ever by speech com. now it should be like payday right and with that being the case it'd be cool if you have any spare change to go and buy some stuff from speech com. if you want to support um, a podcast that you maybe listen to, you know, at least an hour a week. It's kind of good value. Hopefully you'll do that. Uh, yeah, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. That's all I'll say. I, w- I won't ramble on about that. I will also mention, though, 
that everyone on this podcast, me, Chris and Stu, are returning this Saturday night to the book club in Hoxton for our We Are Lizards club night. Um, we've been doing that for over five years now, sold out events, all sold out in a row. Um, it's kind of mad. We used to do it monthly. We've cut it down to every other month because of of my schedule, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. We have a drink and we DJ and we play the best tunes and everyone has a laugh and the atmosphere is always amazing and friendly and warm. Um, I wear a, a rubber lizard mask. The more drunk I get, the more aggressive hip hop I play. The less drunk I am, the more variation there'll be. Um, this month's guest, we've got um, a block party DJ set. Um, so that's that, that's R- R- Russell from Block Party coming down to DJ for us. Um, I'll be DJing Stu, Chris, DJ Destruction and Disco Tech Credits, which are our two kind of our residents who really are the reason it's been amazing atmosphere and consistent for five years because they're really good residents and we've had them at pretty much every show and they kind of they 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 set the the, the base too well f- for us to storm on drunk and ruin. So yeah, this Saturday the thirty first at the book club, come down, hang out. Um, it's free before nine. And then it's £5 after. We've got an extended license, actually, so so the price will be going up because we're open till 3. You have to pay... We have to pay extra to be open till 3. As the promoters... I don't know about the venue, but as the promoters, we do. So it, it'll be going up at 11 or, so, or something like that. Buy a quid or two. But still, it's dirt cheap, particularly for London prices. So uh, come down and party with us. Earlier you get there, the more I'm up for... for photos signing stuff having a chat the later the night goes on the more drunk i get the more busy and the more in crucially the more noisy it gets the harder it is to have any kind of real interaction and discussion but i'll always say hello i'll be there from beginning till the end anyway let's get on with part one part one's up now part two will be up at midnight i'll be back at the end and uh yeah all right i'll see you in a bit Um, That's picking up okay, yes, isn't it? I think that looks fine. Yeah. Yep. So I'll now begin. Let's hmm. begin. I don't know how to begin because I'm going to do a separate introduction. That's the welcome, welcome, welcome bit. Okay. So how do you guys b- begin with with the, with Doctor Feelgood and and Atom Nuts? Yeah. That's, that's what have we been starting recently, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Chrissy Gold Touch. I'm bringing that one in now. I'm yeah. Chrissy yeah. Gold Touch, the CGT. Yeah. The CGT. <laughs> 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 he kept a straight face for most of that. Yeah, surprising for me. Um, I like that. I'm sure I will have explained it in the intro, but I'm joined today by Christopher Glasson slash Chris Passion um, and Stuart Whiffin of the Hardcore Listing Podcast. What's up? Hey, mate. And 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 they are of the Hardcore Listing Podcast in this instance because because mm. this isn't a drunk cast. Okay. This isn't Ooh. what we're normally here for. We're doing because it's the first birthday of Hardcore Listing. Mm-hmm. Are we doing a hardcore listing on the Distraction Pieces podcast? Yeah. So that's exciting. It's really it. exciting. Who, who'd have thought that we'd, have, we'd be here a year down the line? And you've you've not missed a week or anything. You've no. been doing it constantly. No. Like, we're now doing, obviously, with the Patreon, we've got 
we're doing like at least two podcasts a week. Mm. It's yeah. become an obsession. Doing top fives and listing things is is becoming a bit of a problem. Mm. You know, I was, I was in Acast the other week, and we were talking about how podcasters over the years have got hung up on different things, and f- f- for ages, a lot of them didn't want sponsors because it felt like they were selling out or whatever else. That's now become completely the norm. Yeah. For ages, that they didn't want to sponsor ad halfway through. That's become completely normal. Mm-hmm. And Patreon and stuff as well. And the thing that we were discussing was a lot of podcasters seem to think you have to either have sponsors or a Patreon. But if you're greedy. at a certain oh. level, or not greedy, no, mm. but if you're, if you're at a, <laughs> a certain level, it's, it's fine to have both. Because if you're yeah. not earning enough from sponsors mm. to do it full-time, but you want to do it full-time... Mm then that makes sense to have both. So That was yeah. our thinking on it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So how does Patreon work? Again, in in a minute, we'll kind of restart and we'll, it'll, sure. you guys will take over as hosts. But I want to get just chat to you a bit first about mm. the year that's been. So a few months ago, you decided to, 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 to launch a Patreon because the podcast kind of, if we're honest, went far better than you all expected, right? And yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And you could see it becoming a full-time job, which is mental within the first year. It's testament to how good you guys have done that within the first year you're going, are we looking at ways to leave our jobs and do this full-time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly the nicest thing you've ever said about us there, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, that's why I didn't There's say anything. I thought like, he's going to hit us with something now. He has been a bit bananas, hasn't it, mate? Yeah. We, obviously, we was just... You're, Dickhead mates yeah. that, that got one drunk. dickhead mate, one gold touch. Thanks, mate. man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> guested on your your drunk casts, and it was you that were saying, Look, "Just do your own one and see what happens." Whether that was to yeah. try and get rid of us from yours, yeah. <laughs> or, but we obviously you come on the first one, which was yeah. great, and then and we treated it a bit like the first month. I think we were treating it a bit like the drunk cast because yeah. we were drinking heavily. You were getting yeah. hammered on there was one initially. that we hadn't released, obviously. Yeah. It just it's just an absolute nightmare. But in that, that first month, we'd, we'd kind of rinsed our phone book of our contacts from DJing and doing the night <laughs> yeah. for you and stuff. So we went to Brighton and done Elastica and we went, yeah. uh, we had Block Party and, and we had Ed Scrine yeah. from Game of Thrones and Deadpool. And yeah. so we started strong. We, we, we yeah. rinsed all our contacts mm. right at the beginning, mm-hmm. didn't we? Mm-hmm. And to try and sort of go in hard. And then within a month, we thought it started to feel a bit more, I won't say professional, but comfortable, didn't it? Yeah. Like we started to just not be panicking about what to say and mm-hmm. we, we just thought well, fuck it like let's just see what people make of it and we'll just we'll just have our usual chats I like think we'd realize and we started to identify our relationship being one of you know a love hate type thing, yeah. isn't it so we're constantly horrible to each other yeah and that, that kind of kind of works yeah definitely and it's it's, it's a beautiful setup of a podcast being the top fives because it means that as long as you've prepared a bit yeah it's fucking easy. Because yeah, really because you can you, you you can work through the top five yeah. and then you can jump in and it works nicely because I think you've got some really good interviews out of people about their careers. Yeah. Because they've got relaxed first yeah. thinking about something that they're just passionate about mm. and yeah. they're not just having another interview where it's so how did it all start? And That's what the did key. you do yeah. in the early That's the days? Key. We we managed to drop inane questions that fans of the this whoever the guest is would want to hear yeah but it's quite strange when you tell them that you need a top five out of them they're like oh okay 
and then you, you might speak to them a few days before and you're like, you've got your five so we can have a quick look before like we're recording because we need to do any sort of prepping if we yeah. don't know anything about it. And generally that's when you get the, fucking hell, mate, has been doing my head in. Like, I, you <laughs> yeah. know, I've got, I've, I thought about doing this, now i thought about this and like, I've got like 14 and I can't, be, and, and you just think, brilliant. Because yeah. that way, the five they've got, they really feel passionate about. Yeah. So, and where they've drilled it down, by the time we start recording, they want to, get that five out and they want to tell you yeah. and they want to tell you why they love them so much yeah. which but for the people who are their fans as well it gives them an insight into what inspires the yeah, people definitely. that inspire them and that's kind of quite fun and definitely. then that's when we slip in the will questions like tell me tell me about your father and yeah. your childhood yeah. and then they spill their guts well it always comes out naturally yeah. and not all the time we go into personal stuff sometimes yeah. we don't get there but yeah. we do get some great Great chats out of yeah. people. I think we? it's evolved from just getting drunk and talking nonsense. And, you know, we, we still do that a lot. Mm. But we do get, you know, we get on the level, don't we? we yeah. We've had some real serious chats with with the likes of Gal Porter and I'm trying to think who else we've had. The, Mike we, Joyce. Mike Joyce, in, in yeah. And, and, and Adam from Baby Shambles. Yeah. We went, we went very, very sort of deep there, didn't we? Yeah. It was an interesting chat. Got, we got to hear some harrowing stories of what it was like being in baby sham was at the mm. height of that madness yeah, right. yeah completely and mm. then we have uh, and then we have our fair share of absolute bollocks like me talking about having a coffee enema and stuff like that yeah, I, yeah. Think, um, I don't know why have I brought that up now but, um, <laughs> just to bring that back in I think uh, one of the things I get the most is uh, whenever I retweet someone who's just started uh, listening to the podcast asking for recommendations the most common thing is go for some of the ones that you wouldn't naturally have chosen <laughs> yeah. rather than, than cherry picking the familiar ones and that works that's all the more irrelevant with your podcast because you might be into the guest but you might never have heard of the guest but you're into the top top five and Mm. i had that with uh, the lad from a menswear johnny dane i I didn't particularly know much of them yeah i'm not even that into into bowie yeah but it was amazing hearing the passion and the stories about picking the favorite bowie songs and hearing their career it was mind blowing, yeah. and Matt stopped recently with his Mickey Rourke ones. I love Mickey Rourke, but yeah. again, to hear about all them films again, yeah. it made me go, "Oh, yeah, I need to do this." But, but, John, yeah. Johnny was a, a great one, wasn't yeah. it? He again, obviously, I'm of an age where Britpop was was fell at the right time for me. But um, as, as a Bowie fan, when we tied it in with the the, the anniversary of Bowie's passing, didn't we with that one? And yeah. Yeah. and menswear often get looked upon as a, a novelty sort of Britpop act and yeah. to an extent they were but Johnny just went in and, and we sort of saw behind the curtain of what would be a great musical film it's a, it's a, it's a movie waiting to happen he was because of all the stories we've heard previously nothing like Johnny's he was a total blagger effectively yeah. I mean that's in his own words yeah and it's, but it's cool. 100% a, 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 a blagger that they yeah. had enemy front cover and stuff like that without having an album or, <laughs> or a song oh, and they had their first gigs and they're standing backstage like we've got two songs or yeah. we've got a sold out room yeah how are we gonna like to be that much of a blagger to the point yeah. where, i don't know how you ever think oh it will figure itself yeah. out yeah we've got no it's th- three songs i think they have yeah. and they've got a sold out room of a few hundred yeah. people mm. and it's like we'll figure it out let's just yeah. go out it's like that's yeah. next level yeah. blagging yeah. that's yeah insane story it, it, it was a Chicken. really really good chat that but again, his openness as well. His kind Absolutely. of openness of, we, we didn't have anything. Yeah. We looked cool. Mm. That was about his, his, yeah. his awareness of the fact yeah. that the reason it failed was because it was all blagged. Yeah. And as soon as it got to a certain point, they were like, oh, you've not actually got all these songs. And 
Yeah. You're not really a band. Yeah. <laughs> You're just some lads in good clothes. All hype. Knocking All out right. free songs and then just saying, thank you, good night. Yeah. Cheers, bye. And um, then people lining up with checkbooks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Oh, I wanted to, uh, the early ones. And Brett Goldstein, I've had him on my podcast. He's a friend. I've done mm-hmm. Corner Boys with him. But it's my favourite. His, his stories of weirdest gigs. Yeah was just one of the best things. Yeah. It just had me in tears. Just yeah. some of the situations he's got in were just insane. And again, it helps that he's a stand-up, so he can deliver, deliver them really yeah. well. Mm. And I remember it was a two-part, I think, and it was two different top fives, yeah, he done, wasn't it? Uh, he'd done top five um, weirdest gigs, like his mm-hmm. stand-up gigs, and he also done top five last lines in movies. Yes, that's right. And I listened to them both back-to-back, what I wonder around London and it mm. was just again it was gold in fact I, I, I was it on that one where the Chris praised the amazing performance from oh, Ken Livingston we spoke we about that last that night again we had so we, we had another stand up on last night Rich and, uh, and he was actually Brett talks about a story when he was in Ibiza with Catherine Ryan and Rich Wilson yeah and uh, and it's a horrendous story of uh, a dreadful gig and we we got Richie's take on it last yeah. night and, uh, but during it, obviously, the Ken, which had been listening to our podcast and yeah. felt like he had to point out that Ben Kingsley isn't... Uh, performance in... Uh, Ken Levinson's performance in Sexy Don Beast was... Sexy uh, Beast. <laughs> Genuinely, one of my favourite things of the podcast, and again, it's because of working on stuff on it, but Chris regularly misses jokes yeah. that you've thrown out there. And it's just hilarious, because it's always when Chris is at his most polite as well. It's not even when he's being a bit rowdy or boisterous, yeah. but you'll make a joke and he'll be like... Yeah. So, and also, oh. blah blah, and just completely miss things. And oh, mate, it's amusing to, <laughs> yeah. to hear because yeah. again, with a warmth as well. It's not like course, amusing in a horrible way, but it's just yeah. so funny. I mean, you generally send me a, a horrible text the next day, going, "I'll generally text you about yeah. it." But oh, um, Chris missed that, didn't he? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because it's jokes. Because it's that weird thing of if it was a live show, you'd be saying the jokes to get laughs. Yep. So it's yep. even funnier if you do a really good one and yep. it gets absolutely nothing. It's like the biggest insult. <laughs> but it's just, just makes it all the you funnier. Got, you got an example? What have I got to laugh for? What, what, what laughs am I in debt of? It was There's a- been a few. The one that I texted you about was... Uh, when you made a joke name of of, of Axel Slash yeah. as, as, as a guitarist, and, you, yeah. and you're like, I think that's another band actually, and then and then <laughs> continued on, and I was like, <laughs> oh, saying, I mean, saying doing top fives is easy though, or it's kind of quick. It, it it becomes difficult. Like I'll start doing these things at home, yeah. obviously, and the prep and the prep. You've got there's so many, you can disappear down a rabbit hole. Of, yeah, sure. Because when someone posts a, a question like the one we did today, well, the one we're gonna do, have we, have we said what it's about? Or oh, we're doing top five s- songs that make you cry you, or make me cry. Exactly. I and mean, you start I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm chosen top five songs that make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, but yeah. um, I've gone for ones that make me cry as well. Yeah, solid, yeah, solid right. Here you go, Pip. Here's your worst songs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel every time she says something, now, I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's levels to it. You think, well, you know, is it tears of joy, sadness? Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to then actually fracture it down to actually these are sad songs or happy yeah. songs? And, and this is kind yeah. of a weird one, though, because you're on my podcast, mm-hmm. but we're doing yours. Because yeah. when you, you you have guests on, you don't always prepare your own top five of their top five. You know, you'll always have some, yeah. but it's not yeah. the focus is on their, of their course, top yeah. five. Yeah. 
and then you'll throw some in or go mm. through yours at the end. Because well, otherwise, yeah. a few honourable mentions thrown in, don't we? Yeah. Just to kind of, sort of you know, fit, fill out the hour, really. But yeah. again, it's nice if you've prepared in that way because yep. it means if it is a bit thin and it is, so, so what's your number five and they read out a name and then... Yeah. Have no yeah. story to because, go. Be like, because, that, thankfully, okay, that hasn't well, well, here's my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because sometimes <laughs> defining what is uh, the reason why something does something to you mm. can sometimes yeah. it's difficult to articulate, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Um, and it might be so personal to them that you know you really had to be there, sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, being prepared in that way does kind the, of kind of help. The, it's kind of the reason I picked a, a this one, and we'll jump into it shortly. But when I did, I did an, an audience questions one and ask pip episode and i got a question that was based off of a question that had been on on one of your top fives okay. and it was five people that you'd have f- for dinner and mm-hmm. chris chose a t-rex as one of them <laughs> and you chose chris and it was all love all chris's were ludicrous and yours were quite nice and in that episode i picked a top five and I cried because I picked our mate, I picked Chris and I picked a load of our mates and our mate Jay who died. Yep. And I just, it was that thing of, I'd love to have, have one meal with him there and our mates to see, because he stayed how he was and we've mm. all changed loads. Mm. And I think all of our mates have changed in really mm. good ways and positive mm. ways. And it'd be a beautiful thing. Mm. And I cried and I almost edited it out because I was like, this is a bit, mm. it's a bit much in it. And then I decided to, uh, to leave it in because I love a good cry and there's nothing wrong with crying. It's positive. So I chose this topic because I think I'm likely to cry a bit as we're doing this and it's going to be uncomfortable, but we're going to be ripping the piss out of each other. I'm sure mm. as well. And yeah, mm-hmm. well, you, I, I kind of was like, why have you two picked to pick this? Cause you, cause you said it and she was like, Oh, it's a really great idea. And I thought, what, what we're going to just sit there getting, you know, getting all teary eyed and stuff like all that. Right, Chuck Norris. Fucking <laughs> hell. And I, I genuinely thought, I genuinely thought to myself the other day, um, oh, yeah, a couple, a couple of, um, songs have made me cry, but I'm not really one for it. Movies more. And then I started doing this and then it just become very apparent that I've, I've totally forgotten how many songs do rip me to pieces. Yeah. And so last Saturday, and I think I've told you both this, but, I was doing DIY in my ground floor flat and I have subjected to people on that ground floor who walk past my flat of uh, all manner of things. Yeah. Um, hey, CGT. <laughs> That's a feel good. Um, yeah, and this weekend was um, crying my eyes out whilst uh, whilst installing worktops. Amazing. And uh, DI crying, as we've yeah. captioned. Yep. And I don't know if anyone walked past and caught me, but I was absolutely bawling my eyes. And it was a case of... You, you know, I knew what songs it was going to be because as soon yeah. as they come on, within like thirty or forty seconds, like I'm I'm welling up, and I bet it was a bit nervous today actually mm. because I don't know how it will be now. We're, we're all together. I don't know if we're going to play them and then not come and come back. Or well, that's it. I think if we just just talk them about because what because me and you were discussing this, yeah, Chris, because yeah. you can't really play songs on mm. podcasts because of licensing. But mm. I, I was kind of saying, and and we started to talk about. I thought it'd be better to find out a podcast listening to a song and maybe hearing some whimpering it's not going to be very engaging I mean, I, but us talking yeah. about it and talking about the songs and talking about yeah. like I, I was going over a couple of the lyrics on mine mm. with my my mum after I had her on the podcast and I was welling up I couldn't I couldn't get through them so uh, yeah it's going to be more yeah. us talking about the songs mm. why it gets us emotional if you want to go through some lyrics mm. and stuff like that then we I can... think I'll be alright on the crying front here because I, I even cried earlier today because I went back through them and I was like, oh, Jesus. But I think 
without the mute, without the tone of the music, I might get away with it, and I might I mean, not be bored. We can get the guitar if you want me. Or we can, <laughs> if we want to play a little bit, bit, bit of any of them, we mm. can. But it's one of them. If you play more than a few seconds and you're not talking over it, yeah, yeah then yeah, it's no. licensing and all that. No, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, well, shall we? Or before we start, then mm-hmm. just tell me a little bit about how the Patreon stuff works, because places <clears throat> podcasts plug Patreon all the time, and the yeah. norm for listeners is to listen to it and completely ignore it. Absolutely. Because I don't think it's explained much, but uh-huh. the, the thing with Patreon and that is that it can be a quid, it can be a fiver or whatever, but once you've done that pledge, they're going to forget about it. That's yeah. just going to come out and they're yeah. not going to notice it. It's not a big it's commitment, as well. but right. it can be a big thing for you guys because it means that you can do it potentially full-time at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, so. it's, a, it's something been, we, we actually gave a lot of thought to because we've been lucky that so many people have got behind this podcast mm-hmm. And, and that was all on the fact that it's for free. Um, and so we don't, we didn't want to then sort of move it to Patreon and go, right, Patreon if you want to con- yeah. listen to this, it's now going to cost yeah, you. Yeah. So the idea was we would continue to do what we've always done, which is each week release a free podcast. Mm-hmm. However, if you went and had a look at Patreon where you can, you know, pledge a few quid mm. or even a dollar, what's that, 70p? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and it, there's sort of different stages of however much you put in. You know, mm. you can you can get a lot for it. Um, each week we do a Patreon podcast as well. Yeah. So you know you get your normal one as free every week, but there is also a Patreon episode. Yeah, which, and that is basically uh, picked from someone suggests the top five. And we a Patreon our patrons, and, and yeah. there's other rewards such as you can leave messages for us to play on the show, or indeed we we do a Patreon race where we take the piss out of our. Us uh, pledges, yeah. which make, you know, make... normally people say thank you, and we thought we'd put a different spin yeah. on it, so we we just uh, routinely abuse the people who listen to the show. Perfect. And weirdly, um, people are on board with that. Our yeah. listeners have got quite thick skin, and you know, it's they listen nice... to us take the piss out of each other all day long, and they're, they're on board with that. As it's well, a so. nice little community over yeah. there, you know. You, but these people, we've done a fair few live shows, which you've been yeah. kind enough yeah. to come on stage at a, a few, as as Gal Porter, and uh-huh. we've had all sorts of guests come come on the live shows, and and. These people are the ones that generally are patrons as well. Will come to the live shows and and they're they're kind of like they're pals now, aren't they? You know, yeah. we, we we chat to them and when we finished the live shows, we all all went out and Have a drink. got hammered and, mm-hmm. and had a knees up. It was great. And got another one coming up end of April, haven't yeah, we? Um, yeah. So it's it, it just felt like we was enjoying the podcast so much. We was like, look, how can we do this more? Yeah, yeah. And the only way we can do this more is if we don't have to do our kind of Daytime yeah. jobs, yeah, um, and and at the moment it's going the right way. That, but that's it. I, I mean, I like it because again, people are used to these days are used to getting st- stuff for free. Yeah, but people are making this stuff. Yeah. So whilst just even if people, m- my thought is is even if you're not into any of the Patreon deals or offers, yeah. if you're listening every week, it's a quid a month. Yeah, for free entertainment. You know, it's, it's yeah, all right. Yeah, it's all yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah. doing. It's a donation. But anyway, let's jump into the top five. Let's do it. So I'm going to stop and let Chris and Stu introduce and start the podcast again as if it's hardcore listing. So, all oh right, you want us to kind of yeah, host yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you run a, it as yeah, a hardcore listing right. because I want, and, I want people to see what it's special. like. Right, all right, nice. Okay. Um, welcome to Hardcore Listing with me, Stuart Roy Whiffin, and my co-host... Christopher William Glasson. CGT. Ooh. Yeah, or CGT as we, we're known. So this week we have a wonderful guest. Yeah. The Podfather. Yeah. 
A Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I discovered that that was actually his Monica. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you've called me the Podfather a few yeah. times, and I was actually thinking, that's Gervais, but, oh, no, but thanks, guys. I just won't repeat uh, it. The Essex Podfather. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, Pip, all right? Yeah, how's it going? Yes, we're all good, we're all good. Um, I don't know why I've just said that. We've been sitting here for about <laughs> hour and a half. They've all been listening. <laughs> um, so, today we've decided we are going to do top five records that make us cry. Yes. Sure. Um, how much gin you had? I've had a bit of gin. Oh, that's okay. it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got miniatures. So, yeah. I've had two Bombay Sapphire miniatures, and I'm about to open my Gordon's Gin miniature. Nice. But I chose no, gin because really... I drink the Scroobius from yeah. the Drunk Cast, but yeah. also gin is known... As a alcohol that makes you cry, it's mother's yeah. ruin. It's that that classic yeah. thing of it's a weepy one. So I thought I'm, I'm, it was fitting. Uh, I'm gonna pour myself another one. I'm having a, a gin. Chris, do you want to oh, start no. banging on about fasting and no, no, no. healthy eating and how you're drinking? Um, I noticed that me and you didn't get a memo, Stu, about what uh, the address wear was for tonight, which is all black. Yeah, oh, yeah, you've kind of yeah. gone a bit on ninja. Sombre, sombre, yeah. mate. Oh God, yeah. 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 Sorry, sombre and melancholy. Got, um, let me get a black armband out. Yeah. Being a sad guy, we've lost Stephen Hawkins and Jim Bowen. Oh. Stu's got his, his Technicolor Dreamcoat on, <laughs> as usual. Oh, dear. Yeah, so Jim Bowen, and that's that's two extremes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Stephen it's... Hawkins and Jim Bowen. So, should we do the Smashing. top five in a countdown style? In a bullseye style? <laughs> yeah, five. Yeah, since yeah, we're going to be yeah. crying throughout it. In five. So, this is top five songs that make you cry. Yes. Um, as with um, a lot of these... Did you have any means of uh, introducing rules? Like, what was you excluding from this? Well, you said earlier about, you know, you've just got some songs where, like, you know, you just burst out in the tears of joy. I just think, if I knew someone that <laughs> was wandering through London with their iPod on and just burst into tears of joy, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd be going up and having a chat with them. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm basing this more on songs... <laughs> When you're either feeling a bit sad yeah. and you kind of want to wallow in it a little okay. bit and yeah. enjoy it, yeah. or sometimes when you're feeling a bit sad and you want something that you can relate to or might help you feel a bit more positive, yeah, yeah, that that's kind of sure. Well okay, crying's nice, and I think having a good cry yeah, is good. And I've not actually told you guys this, but I came up with this because of your podcast. So I oh. won't tell you which one, but you mentioned Tears of joy. You, <laughs> you you mentioned a song on one of your podcasts, and it's one that makes me cry. And All I stopped right. the podcast and listened to it on the train, and I. I didn't think about it as one that makes me cry. It's a song I love. I put it on and it made me cry. And I got home and oh, listened to it four or five times in a row because it was yeah. nice crying. It was yeah, a, yeah. a remembrance crying. It was a positive harking is, back. Is it things. in your list? It's in my list. Yeah, Good. Oh, okay. yeah that's why I've not gone into it. It's but that's a great, that is a great right, So we've not seen each other's list either, have no, we? Cause we're, no. we're, normally, when we do this with, with a guest, they'll, as we just mentioned as well, like, they'll do their five and we might dot a couple in yeah, and yeah, around yeah. it. But yeah. I think tonight we're going to do we'll one in. each. Yeah. Like, um, so we'll have one each for five and four and so on, and, and we'll all have a number one. Yeah, This is terrifying. Is um, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that is a good thing. Like, So did, are all yours... So mine aren't... There's a couple that are more uplifting, make me, me happy. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I've or, shed a tear. On mine vary. Yeah. A few yeah. of them have got a personal story. Yeah, yeah. A few of them are just are the lyrics t- yeah. told yeah, in yeah. the song. All right. Get yeah, me. Exactly. So, yeah. Will you start, mate? Right, well, my first one is a song... The in five. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes. In five. Get yourself in a spin with this washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, I think Chris might know, but Stu won't. It's, it's a song called No Regrets by Aesop Rock. Uh, a fucking major shout. By Aesop Rock. And he's a great a, a rapper. And it's a story song. And 
It's just the most beautiful story, and I've played it to people yeah. because I, I, I love it. I've often played it to people who aren't that into kind of alternative hip-hop to kind of go, look, it's not all just yeah, yeah, and rapping, it's these mm-hmm. stories. And I won't go through all of it, but it's about, essentially it's about an autistic girl in many yeah. ways. It's a, it's a girl that's unusual, and it starts at her age seven, and she just draws on the sidewalks a lot, and people all think she's weird, but it's okay. And she, and she doesn't talk to many people, but it's all good. And then it jumps to when she's in her 30s, um, and again, she's kind of, she's keeping to herself and no one particularly knocks at her door. She's still just painting away. She's, 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 she's sits in her house painting all day. Yeah. And the last verse, it jumps to when she's in hospital on her deathbed, um, at 87 and she's surrounded by all her paintings. Um, and there's just a few uh, lines in it where it says, um, yeah, it's, she never really talked to any of the nurses. Yeah, so on the nurses, as she she, she'd never spoken once throughout the spanning of her life until the day she leaned forward, grinned and pulled the nurse aside and said, look, I've never had a dream in my life because a dream is what you want to do but still haven't pursued. I knew what I wanted to do and did it until it was done. And so I've been the dream that I wanted to be since day one. It's fucking amazing. And it's this beautiful thing. And she's just all this talking about she's drawing on the sidewalk for ages and they, and then, then one day she just stops and they say, Oh, why are you giving up? She says, I'm not giving up. I've just finished. Yeah. And walks on. And that's kind of the theme throughout. And then after she says that line, she, the nurse, a, a jumps back. She never heard Lucy talk, especially words. I like that. She walked over to the door and pulled it closed behind and, and blue and Lucy blew, blew a kiss to each one of her paintings. And then she died. And it's just, it gets me every time. It's yeah. just so beautiful, just this story of someone who lives their own life the way they're doing it, but yeah. they're doing it right. There's, yeah. there's, there's such a thing now of, of you're not uh, living a life right if you're not living it the way everyone else lives it. Yeah. And it's just such a beautiful song and story. Yeah. And I always forget until I'm playing it for someone. Yeah. And it's, thankfully, more often than not, it's been when I'm driving or something, so there's distractions. Every time I well up on that last bit where she says the, I've never had a dream in my yeah. life because a dream is what you want to do and still haven't achieved. And it's just beautiful. Who's that by? It's by Aesop, Aesop Rock. Rock. And he's a, a really of, good rapper. Yeah, he was on B. Dolan's album. He's someone that he was. He he, he formed a band. I played them a lot on the beatdown. Um, he formed a band with Kemi uh, Dawson, right? Called the Uncluded. And I, they, their album was absolutely amazing. And no one was playing it in the UK. And I played it every show on the beatdown. And yeah, it's just he's he's this weird eccentric. He really weaves his words. Amazing rapper, but his stuff is stuff that. I listen to now after mm. a thousand listens and I hear new things. Yeah, because that is a lot of his other songs when he first came out and you introduced me to him and this is one of the first songs you, you got me hooked on. But it, a lot of it is a lot of wordplay, a lot of metaphors. It's not as easy to understand yeah, as No Regret. That's just a straight story. And it's a straight story, but it is a dope story. It has a, an amazing punchline to it, like yeah. you say. And the production on it is, is so good as well. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful. It, it's just enticing. And, it's, and I considered it for my top five, yeah. mate, because it again it is that last paragraph yeah. that he says. It's just this quirky says. story and then yeah. it gets you the quirky story side, I realise ages uh, later, it's basically Starfish and Coffee by Prince. Oh right. Which again is about this quirky girl who yeah, in a locker yeah, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. Starfish and go and, and yeah, it's but it's just got that that that, that killer line at the end. And that just belief that she's to everyone else, she's some weirdo who hasn't achieved anything. Yeah, to her, her, she's achieved 
everything she wanted in her life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. most people aren't going to do that. Yeah. But her goals were different. So, yeah, it's a beautiful one. It's a great shout, mate. It is. It seems fitting that you're saying it's a story and it's about a lifetime yeah. that I'm mm-hmm. going to... You're right, Fargo next thing, Chris. Wait, wait, in. Wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like this band. I think they're, they're great songwriters. Uh, they're not one of my favourite bands or anything. But Up the Junction by Squeeze. Right. Um, you know the song? Yeah, ish. I don't remember it, it, it that well. Um of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, it, it, it's just a story. It has it has no chorus. This song either. It'd make me cry if it sounded like uh, that. <laughs> and it's just about a relationship, a lifetime of it as well. And and so it, it's one of them, one of them songs that for me, when I used to write songs, I'd write so I could almost see the video as well as I was writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like yeah, to yeah. picture it. And I don't think there's that many songs from other artists that I listen to where I think, if I'm walking along and I've you know got my headphones on, I can almost picture if I was to make a video for this, yeah. how I would do it and and stuff like that. But this song, I just think it, it's it's just there, and it's there's there's no nothing clever about the, the lyrics. They're, they're fucking great lyrics, make no mistake. But uh, what's the story about? Him meeting a girl, yeah, and then how their life goes. So I'll, I'll give you a few lyrics, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it starts with, I never thought it would happen with me there and the girl from Clapham. Uh, on a windy common that night ain't forgotten. When she dealt out the rations with some or other passions, I said, you are a lady. Perhaps she said, I may be. We moved into our basement with thoughts of our engagement. We stayed in by the telly, although the room was smelly. We spent our time just kissing. The railway arms were missing, but lovers got us hooked up and all our time it took up. And so it then goes on to how he got a job and the winter and, and then... Uh, this morning at 4.50, I took a rather nifty down to the incubator where 30 minutes later she gave birth to her mm. daughter. Within a year or walker, she looked just like her mother, if there could be another. And then the last two lots, at a, and, and this, this song's called Up the Junction. Uh, and now she's two years older, her mother's with a soldier. She left me when my drinking become a proper stinging. The devil came and took me from Bar Street to Bookie, uh, from Bar to Street to Bookie, no more nights by the telly, no more nappy smelling. Alone here in the kitchen, I feel like something's missing. I beg for some forgiveness, but begging's not my business. And she won't write a letter, and she won't write a letter, although I always tell her, and so it's my assumption, I'm really up the junction. And, like, yeah. and I, just, I just love it. I just love the fact that it goes from meeting someone to having children, to working, and to, to drinking, and to it going wrong. Nausing and and to just sitting there alone, thinking... I can see why it all happened, and and, um, and what a powerful song too, because not not a lot of songs go in painful directions in yeah, in, yeah. in that manner. And you've got kids and a yep. family, yeah, and <laughs> and gin in front of me, at the yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it. Everyone I know who's got kids and a family has at some point had a rough patch, yeah, and you know a shaky period. Mm, yeah, and a song like that kind of showing how horrible it could be. Yeah is a real one to make you pull your finger yeah. out of your ass and go, oh shit, this is... Absolutely. And, and it's You don't got... get that a lot from songs. That's kind no. of a weird one. It's normally either, women, fuck it, <laughs> you know, how great it is to be single or, or, or And it's a or really love. jolly song. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's, it's the, although, you'd be surprised, Chris, I've got no Smiths in this tonight. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's got that thing that Smiths do well, which is really upbeat tunes, but About... with really sombre lyrics. Yeah. i tell you what's a great example of that, and I've been... I'm listening to it a lot recently. I, I, I was thinking it'd be good a top five of songs that sound happy but are sad. But Hey Ya by Outcast, yeah, right? yeah, 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 it's so sad. And right. going over the lyrics of that, yeah. they're all really sad. And it's about 
being in love, but wondering if your partner's only there because they don't want you to leave, yeah. if they really want to be with someone else. Yeah. And it's all this, mm. all clappy yeah. and cheery, but the lyrics are the saddest lyrics. Yeah. And real painful analysis Crying of relationships. Crying on the inside, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he says, there's a line in it on one of the ad-libs where he's saying that you don't want to hear me, you, you just want to dance, or something like that. And then it just breaks into a clappy bit. And it's, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Christopher. Um, so this is a cover. This is your number, number five. five. Yeah. Um, it's a cover under the bridge by the All Saints. Right. <laughs> it's not that. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, this is actually um, a song that's happy, makes me feel good. Yeah. And it's a song that doesn't actually relate, pertain to, you know, any uh, life experience. Uh, but it's, it's kind of a love song. Yeah. It's Regina Spector, Us. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, and it's just, it's got a right, so even beyond words, just the rolling piano in it. That piano, dun, 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 just looping around like that. Is, it's yeah. wistful and beautiful and romantic. Yeah, and, I get that. And then you've got um, the use of a violin, which for me is my f- favourite instrument. Yeah. I, I love it. I think the violin can do so many things and, and um, it's it's used really well here. And then you've got her, her voice in it and, and it's just the sweetness of her voice and the pitch and her shrills in it. Yeah. I just it just feels beautiful, like in its inception, and it it gets me every time. And um, and then you've got the lyrics, and the lyrics again, it's effectively about well, f- for me, for my interpretation, it's just about a a young love and love in its innocence, yeah. and and um, it kills me. Yeah, the video, the music video is really good for it, yeah. but um. Oh, she's done lots of good songs, but this does that's it. stick on, out. On, on that album, yeah. she's got a few. That, yeah. She's got one that's about c- cancer, essentially, and yeah. someone choosing that they'd rather have a, a limo than chemo and, and just decide, yeah. I'm just going to die. I'd rather go out on a high and spend... On, and things like that are heartbreaking, yeah. but I definitely get the uplift, uplifting tears yeah. one as well. I know I bang on about it a lot, but a Super Bob is, mm. uh, with Brett Goldstein is a favourite film of mine. And when they dance in the old people's yeah. home, every Amazing. time it tears me up. Every yeah. time there's tears in my eyes because it's just so beautiful. Yeah. The music is done so well yeah. and all the build-up beforehand of the ridiculousness of it to just break into this moment of fucking beauty. Yeah. I well up every time. And that's, 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 that's as teary. Perfect, Cry, crying can be cathartic yeah. and it can help you connect and uh, unleash emotions that you need to. And we're going to get into that, trust me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it... it, it it does have beauty to it, obviously. And yeah. um, uh, why it made it is because why that song makes me cry, and yet I don't think it's not to me about any of my relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's not about any of my good ones. It's not about any of my terrible ones that I'm, I regret. It's just about the beauty of it, and it's about yeah. how well... I get upset about how well she's written that song and how beautiful <laughs> yeah. it sounds. Yeah. yeah. That kills me. And, that, yeah. you know, just to think that humans can do that mm. really gets me. Yeah. And her lyrics, so... Oh dear, <clears throat> I'm welling up, and this isn't even one that should get me upset. That much. <laughs> um, oh, um, it, even the first, uh, the first verse. Uh, they made a statue of us, then they put it on a mountain top. Now tourists come and stare at us, blow bubbles with their gun, taking photographs of fun, have fun. They'll name a city after us, and later say it's all our fault. Then they'll give us a talking to, then they'll give us a talking to, because they've got years of experience. I just think it's. It's beautiful. We're talking about, yeah. you know, like how it is young love and how yeah. people think they may know better. And then the very last lines, because she says they made a statue of us quite a lot in it. 
And the last thing she says is, they made a statue of us, they made a statue of us. And in her pitch on this, she says, our noses have begun to rust. So yeah. it's just funny. Yeah. But the pitch she hits with that, it's with humour and yeah. beauty, oh, gets me. So, yeah, that's that's my number five. Basically. I love that. That's a great choice. And, <sighs> and yeah, it is good when... Because, again, I've got ones in here that have a great personal connection. But I've, yeah. I've got one that... And I know you normally do honourable mentions at the end, but one that did, did make it is, is actually a cover as well. Yeah. Because I love... Kate Bush, but Placebo's cover of Running Up That Hill. Yeah, strong. And it's not it's not an association, association to any one r- relationship or mm-hmm. friend or anything else, but it's an association to many. Like, I can apply it to, 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 to so many. When it's, um, if I only could make a deal, make with, a deal God. with God yeah. to swap our places, yep. it fucking <laughs> ruins me every yeah, time. Yeah. Thinking about mates, exes, yeah. current family, everything, yeah. just anyone that it's like, who you know you've had that moment where someone that means a lot to you is going through something horrendous and you're like, fuck, I would give anything yeah. to swap right now. And that crushes me. But yeah. again, it's exactly the same. It's not about a specific moment or person or individual. It's just that in general, that that emotion that you would do anything in that moment yeah. to swap places perfectly articulated. And I'm not even that much of a placebo fan, but no. their cover of it was just fucking perfect. It slowed it all down and got yeah. that passion out of there. It's a beauty. So what is what is your four? So my four... Info! Now... Get your hands off that. It's a Skeletrix set. Uh, and my four is 100% serious, and you're all going to laugh, but it's genuinely a song that's... Don't look, Stu. Uh-huh. Oh. He's going to laugh the most. You might actually agree, but laugh a bit as well. Right. It's... <sighs> things have happened in recent years that make it... as The, the, the next words I say, everyone uh, listening is going to laugh, but... Uh, uh, two little boys... Oh, by Rolf Harris, ah. mate. It's one of my dad's favourites. And obviously, there's her, he's done horrendous things, and there's all yeah. these charges. But yeah. that song has always just and Rolf Harris before the horrible stuff. Even he was this joke a musician, and I went to yeah. see him at Glastonbury, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he did that, and I was in tears, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot. It's meant to be a mm-hmm. joke. It's meant to be. He's got yeah. his wobble board yeah. and all that." But it's a beautiful song. Yeah, when. Spud sings it at Tommy's funeral. Oh, mate. In train spotting. Mate, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that is, oh, it's horrible. And, and for such a song that's so silly and laughter, it's, for anyone who doesn't know, it starts out, it's two little boys had two little toys and each was a wooden horse. Um, and it's talking about them playing and then one falls off and the other says, Dad, you think I'd leave you crying when there's room on my horse for two? Climb up here, Jack, and don't be crying. Um <laughs> I can go just as fast with two. And then it goes on to the next bit where they've gone to war. It's fucking amazing. And one of them's been shot, he's in the battlefield, he's alone, and then the other just comes. And the way he builds it up yeah. so beautifully, and then just comes in beautifully saying, did you think I'd leave you dying when there's room on my horse for two? Cl- climb up here, Joe. As soon we'll be f- uh, f- flying, I can go j- uh, just as fast with two. And it continues on, but it's just... And then it says, did you say, Joe, I'm all a tremble? Uh, perhaps it's the battle noise, but I think it's that I remember when we were two little, little boys. boys. Yeah, mate, yeah. mate, that gets me. It's so beautiful. Did he write that? I'm not sure. I, yeah. I looked, and there's a few covers, but it's credited yeah. to him on the lyrics. It's credited yeah. to him on the lyrics a website I went to. But it's such such yeah. a beautiful story of kids and war. And again, I'm yeah. not a big fan of war or anything, but the beauty of all of that yeah. just yeah. And I just remember. Always thinking it was decent, and then being at Glastonbury, probably on some drugs, being a bit yeah. wild, like, yeah, let's go and see Rolf yeah. Harris for a laugh. 
and then being a mess, just being yeah. like, don't look around at any of my mates because yeah. it's all kicked yeah. in. I, I think maybe that until that point I hadn't realised what the song yeah. was about because it was Rolf Harris. It's a wobble yeah. board. It's a bit of a joke. And in that moment, I heard it for the first time. Like, yeah. like a oh, white man can't jump, where he's yeah. saying the white people can't hear him. Yeah. They can hear him, but they can't hear yeah. yeah, they can't hear Jimmy. It was like that. I'd heard it a million times, and in that field, I fucking heard it, and I yeah. was like... Yeah. And I didn't want to show weakness in front of my mates. I didn't want everyone else is just drunk and there's kangaroos being inflatable yeah. kangaroos around about. That's such and a good chat. It's beautiful, it, it, isn't it? It yeah. has that, interestingly, a bit like No Regrets, your first one, it has that delivery mm. in the second half of the song mm. that sort of ties it together and that punchline of him yeah. picking his, his, his best mate, oh, his best mate up. Because it practically stops, <clears throat> doesn't it? And then yeah. just quite... Did you think? Yeah. Uh, and it just builds up like yeah. a drum beat. Coming and I in think there's like, like almost like a soldier's drum roll. Yeah. Like, almost like a march. Yeah, to completely. It. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Rolf Harris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's even more. Did you, was you, did you cry because you went backstage? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the problem. It's even more unmentionable because yeah. yeah. number one, it's Rolf, and number one, it's called Two Little Boys for yeah. fuck's sake. It's the ultimate. Yeah. It's why I almost didn't put it on there, but because yeah. I thought we're going to laugh, but it's fucking. It gets me every yeah. time, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful one. No, it's, it's, it's a that's good my shout. number four. Very good shout. Okay. Stewie. Are all, all getting a bit teary oh, all, mate, already now here, aren't yeah, we? And so, even on each other's ones, uh, this is tough. This is without the fucking songs, because yeah. I would be full on. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna I'll go I'll keep the obvious one at three. So my number four um is called Still Fighting It by Ben Folds. Right. I don't know. Um it. It was it was off. I think he put an album out. He had a track called "Rock in the Suburbs," which was a bit of an MTV hit mm-hmm. uh, after he went solo from Ben Folds Five. Um, ben Folds Five had tracks like "Brick," which are fucking incredible. Yep. And I'm not a massive fan of Ben Folds, uh, but I got sent the album by one of the promo companies years ago, mm. and I stuck it on. And and I think my daughter was about four. And you, you have that thing when you, you know, uh, well, I have when you become a parent, when you sort of think, like, oh, God, I hope they don't get uh, any of my bad qualities. You know, mm. you want your kid to kind of be shaped mm. for all the right things. Do you know what I well, mean? just and, in the visage of your, her, their mother. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not me. Um, and I just heard this song. And uh, and I was literally, I was driving to the to, to work uh, at the club, and it was just, I'd seen it in my car, and it just done me. And, and it just... Sometimes when you listen to the album for the first time, you don't necessarily take in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, I think with, with parenting as well, you, I always thought I'm going to be such a great dad. Yeah. I'm going to be such a great dad, and like it's going to be so easy, and and it's not easy, no. and you know, and you do have times when you think, "Fuck's sake, fucking hell," and like obviously, as I was saying to you earlier, I was getting stressed because I couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't want my kids to to inherit kind of my tantrums because I can't get Wi-Fi at work and and, and, and other things such. Anyway, so it's just about getting old, Mm. which I can relate to. (laughs) Uh, And it starts, and and he's obviously wrote it for his son, but he's looking at himself as he's doing that. So it's, good morning, son, I'm a bird, wearing a brown polyester shirt. You want a Coke, maybe some fries. The roast beef combo is only 9.95. But it's okay, you don't have to pay. I've got all the change. Because everybody knows it hurts to grow up. And everybody does. It's so weird to be back here. Let me tell you what. The years go on and on, but we're still fighting it. We're still fighting it. And then it says, 
Good morning, son. 20 years from now, maybe we'll both sit down and have a few beers. And I can tell you about today and how I picked you up and everything changed. It was pain, sunny days and rain. I knew you'd feel the same things. But then there's the line, and you're so much like me, I'm sorry. It fucking oh, does me. Mate. And, like, and when I heard that line, I just thought, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and you'll try and try, and one day you'll fly away from me. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fucking great song. It's just him at a piano. Yeah. And, like, and it, 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 it's just him struggling to grow up uh, and be an adult. And all these little kind of struggles, he obviously doesn't want to... That's my perception of it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. want his children to inherit. And, and that's and, uh, 100% the key thing to all songs, is it's, it's your interpretation of, of it. Course, it's of it's one of the reasons yeah. I generally turn down when people ask me to explain lyrics, because, like, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, what no. I meant no longer matters. It's what it means to... I don't want to yeah, give yeah, too yeah. much... Because I had that... I don't want to say, but there's a Pearl Jam song that um, I loved and adored... I, have either of you got any Pearl Jam in your... In no, yours? no, I, I very nearly... Well, better, better Man, man. Is, yeah. is, is, is that's right. And when I, I found out what it was about, it, it ruined it a bit, because it wasn't quite what I thought, but it just, that's one that really, that that was close, that almost got in there, because it's just, again, it's heartbreaking, but as soon as I read it's it was actually about this or whatever else, yeah. I was like, oh, that's not how I read it. I read it as a girl he, he liked he or something, enough, yeah. and things like that, and it wasn't good enough, but it's about his mum, isn't yeah. it? And things like that. So that was key to me. Yeah. Pretty early on, I was like, right, I'm yeah. not going to explain mine because people deserve. As soon as you choose to release your art, it's not yours anymore, man. Big shout! You can't that, ruin that. Big shout to that line in black though from Pearl Jam. Which line? I hope one day you'll have a beautiful life in some in somebody else's, in somebody sky. else's sky. But why? Why yeah. can't it be? Can't it yeah. be mine? That's beautiful. Yeah. Again, that's that's another. Yeah. And Pearl Jam, I'm surprised they haven't made it onto any yeah. of my list because they're real. They're real ones that you can. Yeah. There's lines. I like that. That just yeah, kill wave came crashing like a and and better man is a direct yeah. for anyone who's listening who happens to have heard any of my songs before, but it completely inspired my track Five Minutes, yeah. which is about an abusive relationship mm. and someone to to get away. And I didn't didn't I, I realize until ages later, and it came on. I was like, oh yeah, that's that was the thing that made me go. I need to write this song, and I'd just yeah. forgotten about it. I'd gone, oh, where did this come from? But yeah. That's that's killer though, and particularly when you've got kids, and it's that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's when that song comes out of nowhere and speaks directly to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's it, 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 and and do you know what? It's one of them ones where every now and again I'll play it to someone, and they're like, "Fucking hell!" I put it on Facebook today. Yeah. I put a little thing up just saying I'm doing some prep for tonight, and one of our listeners just went, "I can't listen to that song." Every time I listen <laughs> to that song, it fucking does me. And yeah. like. As, yeah, it's, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a hit. I don't even think it was a single. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cracker. It's weird. And, and 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 Chris is next. But it's weird because these songs can be anything. So one that completely speaks to you and connects with you. Yeah. And my next one, which I'll get to after Chris, is, is one that I can't relate to at all. It's yeah. not a world I'm from or anything. But it destroyed the thought of it. it. Similar to what Chris was saying about us being not about any of his own relationship, but just the thought of that being a thing. Is beautiful. Mm. I've had yeah. one like that. that. Again, the actual lyrics, I can't relate to it at all. Yeah, but it destroys me. Yeah, big one. You're not no, no. I was just going to go back to that on, yeah. on yours, Stu, because it's sort of. Firstly, you're a great dad, and you shouldn't have to worry. You don't need to worry about that. But I guess you don't know until you, some songs like you. It was like you saying with the you can't hear Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, and then you'll be in a, a certain situation one day where the, those lyrics absolutely 
just hit you and you're like, oh my God. And they might play on maybe insecurities that you yeah. have as a father. So yeah, I can see the impact of that, yeah. mate. And did you say you, was you driving when that sort of hit yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. There's not, because that, that, that comes up in my number one, but there's not insurance cover for that. Oh, do you know what? I've got a quick one, right? That it ain't even the song, but know when you're hungover and that can magnify a few tears, oh, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving home one morning, I'd, I'd had a lot to drink the night before and uh, Tough guy. Adelaide and thought, right, I'm feeling a bit rough, I'm going to drive home. And it was the charity version of Perfect Day. <laughs> with uh, former yeah. hardcore listing guest Hughie Morgan. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just on in the car on the radio. And, and I pulled up to the Five Bells roundabout. And just I pulled up, um, a car pulled up next to me, at which point Gabrielle, hmm. I'm going to spin it with you. Yeah. And I just went, <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking lost it. I'm so alone. And like, <laughs> literally, I just remember this woman like in the car, like turning around and looking at me, and almost going for the kind of Gary Lineker sort of like Gaza wink, and sort of motion to me like, "You're right." And, like, and I was like, "He's gone." And like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, "I'm fine. I'm fine." Gary Lineker <laughs> Gaza wink. That's perfect description of it. You know. <laughs> Something in the boot. You never know. You never know, mate. Stan. Chris. Where are you at, buddy? Number four. Um, Breaks Off by Limp Biscuit. Right. Um, no, again, bullshit. <laughs> um, so, do you know what? I nearly had number four was a, da- was a dance tune, but actually it got muscled out by another one. Um, so, um, this is going a little bit like what you were saying with Placebo and mm-hmm. their cover of Run Up That Hill, well, even the Kate Bush song, um, uh, and your interpretation of it. In the sense that this makes me cry more because of seeing my mate sad, mm-hmm. and it's quite a literal interpretation as well. So um, this was when... This is Sad Mates. By... <laughs> 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 um, and this is when um, one of our friends, Sam, passed away. Yeah. Sam Passwayne had an epileptic fit in his sleep, unfortunately. Um, and, um, well, I knew Sam. I got on with Sam. But I wasn't close to Sam, mm. as it were. But, obviously, he was still a friend. I still went to the funeral. But um, they played uh, Chili Peppers, my friends, at that funeral. Oh, mate. And seeing my mates so sad. Yeah. And I was familiar with that song anyway. But yeah. seeing my mates so cut up with it. That made it even worse for me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like I've seen my mates crack, crack, and you know they love Sam Dilly. He was a, a real key part of, of, of our friend's social group. And I was in the same boat that I, I, I knew Sam. I thought Sam was great, but I never knew him that well. I was mm. I was out of town. I was Stamford rather than yeah. that area that everyone all all kicked it. But yeah. And that's just a sad song. And I know that you, Stu, not a big fan of Chili Peppers. Um, I like, love them for loads of songs. Yeah. For, for at Sam's funeral, uh, and mate Jay's funeral, yeah. he's going to come up again later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Strap in. <laughs> Our best friend that died is going to come up later and we're going to have a good cry about it. He hung himself. <laughs> spoiler alert. On his birthday, tune in. Um, it's going to be heavy, but... <laughs> it's going to be beautiful, but yeah, it's it's yeah. the same. I've got that with Chili Peppers, and again, 
there's a lot of joke like chili peppers are a poked fun at band in yeah. that kind of you never we all enjoy that mocking me and give it away <laughs> that's because you were on the one show talking about clubs and just after they said they said how do you how have you kept this club going for so long and you said the important thing really is moving with the times yeah and then it cut to you djs give it away give it away <laughs> give it away now from like 15 20 years ago the most important thing is moving with the times <laughs> Give it away, give, give it away, away give, give it away, away now. now. <laughs> what I got you got to get the money, didn't you? <laughs> Damn it, the kids. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same because at that era of us, when mm. we knew Jay and when we knew Sam mm-hmm. and all them, mm-hmm. Chili Peppers were one of them bands, along with yeah. Incubus, yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah, don't yeah. feel credible anymore, but yeah. they were everything at that point. Yeah. That was the coolest shit. They were going. good songs, man. To, to say my friends, which was off One Hot Minute, which again, yeah. I, people say it's a weak record, I actually thought it was really solid. Yeah. It's a it's a somber song. It's got beautiful lyrics, um, and it has a little interpretation. I mean, back in those days as well, I was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, lots of drugs. I, I put that as my favourite Chili Peppers song. Oh, no, really? I'd agree yeah, yeah. on that. Well, Just it is. It's beautiful. It's got yeah. that. It's as much as you can laugh at their songs for their a white guy really rapping and doing these weird mm. weird voices. That was just beautiful songwriting. He's he's been through some rough times as well, Kildy. Oh, so so like he, he he does write from experience. I feel. I don't think it can't because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever on. he's been through, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's never not had a six pack, <laughs> and he's always looked the shit. Yeah. You still see him now. He's got a fucking shit moustache, but he well, still looks say, cool. His hair and moustache—he just looks like a nonce now. Then he. Doesn't matter. He yeah. still I mean, looks the shit. I can back Stu up there. Life is a lot better when you've got a six pack. So <laughs> it is really. Hey. <laughs> oh dear. Um, lyrics. Yeah, go for some. This is going to hit me. Uh, I'll just start with the start of it. Oh God, my friends are so depressed. I feel the question of your loneliness. Confide, because I'll be on your side. You know I will. You know I will. Um, ex-girlfriend called me up alone and desperate on the prison phone they want to give her seven years for being sad um, I love all of you hurt by the cold so hard and lonely too when you don't know yourself uh, my friends are so distressed and standing on the brink of emptiness no words I know of to express this emptiness and then um, it goes on to this like punchline again it's a bit of a punchline in the song and um, it's just that innocence again of, of youth and he says um, I heard a little girl and what he, she said was something beautiful and then the conclusion is to give you love no matter what and that's it oh and it just gets me just cuts yeah. me up because I think of I, you know I think of that and obviously it ties into Jay somewhat sure. yeah. um, but seeing at that point we'd been through Jay's passing and um, and then for it to be at Sam's funeral and to see everyone so torn up yeah it gets me and that's the weird thing, having experienced that sadness yourself, mm. but then kind of having a bit of half guilt of not really experiencing it in the same way that those guys <laughs> yeah. are. And and again, mm. I had com- completely yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he was a good dude, but yeah. it, I wasn't as close as yeah. these other people were. Yeah. And that's what cut me up about it. And mm. every time, like, there's been points that people have posted pictures of Sam, and it's destroyed me. And yeah. it's not even, I feel guilty because it's destroying me off of other people's memories. Yeah. It's like, it's not even that. If he hadn't passed, would he even 
recognise yeah. me in the street at this point. Yeah. If you don't know, there's a chance yeah. we wouldn't have known you. I mean, I'm famous as fuck. You but, are famous um, as fuck. It probably would, but yeah, but it's, you know, still, you, do, you keep sending us letters about it. In the <laughs> <laughs> you know, when families do their mail rounds of how everyone's are doing, I, I do that to my mates. Well, I've actually uh, just had Jimmy Iovine on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you, but yeah, no, it is, it's that, it is that weird one, because you're, Got a different kind of sadness because it is that sadness, as you, you said, of your of your mates, of your mm. pals. Totally, and I had to put a chili pepper one in because there was a few back in those times that used to get me upset. Yeah. But I was on the thing of highs and lows of you know I used to take a lot of ecstasy and like at the weekends I'd be very happy yeah. and then like come Wednesday I was like walking down the street literally on the verge of crying. So yeah. I think that and chili peppers had to stick quite hand in hand for that, hand. that thing. So um, so we're going on to a next one. Well. It wouldn't be a hardcore listing if it was if it wasn't in two fucking parts. So let's Ooh, pause yeah. now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll continue in part two. Let's do it. That works. Okay. Yes. You've been listening to Squibbish Picks. There you go, that was part one, and you see we were starting to get a bit teary there. Dear God, it was emotional. Um, As the boys, I can't remember if we mention it in this half or in the next half, um, but the boys will be doing a hardcore listing, a playlist for this episode on Spotify. So, um, yeah, check that out. What I'm going to do now... I mentioned in that one that Hey Ya by Outcast is a, uh, I think it was at the end, it, it, I've, again, it's hard to remember because I was on the, the gin, but either at the end of this one or at the beginning of the next one, I mentioned Hey Ya as a um, a song that's really positive and up-tempo, but the lyrics are really s- s- sad. So I'm going to go over the lyrics now and break them down how, how sad they are for you. Um, my baby... Don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really want it but can't stand to see me walk out that door? Don't try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. Thank God for mum and dad for sticking through together because we don't know how. So that's that's starting off quite bleak about saying your missus doesn't cheat on you, probably because she loves you, but it might just be because she doesn't want it all to fall apart. And she kind of would like someone else, but it's too high a price to pay right you think you got it all you think you've got it but god it just don't get it till there's nothing at all um we've been together we've been together but separate's always better when there's there's feelings involved this is the bit that's the heartbreaking line and kind of let's not overthink it because it will depress us all if what they say is nothing lasts forever then what makes then what makes love the exception What's the why or why are we so in denial when we know we're not happy here? And then he's got a little ad lib of y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. Which, man, is there is there ever a more accurate lyric there? Because that's a song that everyone dances to. It's hey, shake it, shake it, shake it, like I'm over and all that kind of thing. But yeah, it's sad. Y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. Um. Anyway. I thought I'd share that sadness with you, as if the sadness so far hasn't been enough. Part two, you do not want to miss. And on two-part podcasts, there's normally always a a drop-off of some sort, because people are are busy, they can't put aside the time for two parts. Honestly, you don't want to miss part two, because it's 
It's really nice, man. We get a bit, or me and Stu get a bit drunk, and we all get very, very emotional, and we open ourselves up in an honest way that you don't often get um, all over the place on podcasts and whatnot. So, yeah, I'll see you at midday. Bye.